1: What is going on everybody? Matt and Matt here with the Fantasy Football Roundtable Podcast. We are kicking off week nine tonight with at least I would say coming into last week looked like it was going to be a really good game. Injuries and then COVID striking down the 49ers. Hopefully we'll still get a good game. Got a couple very good fantasy players going in tonight's game. We're going to preview that, talk a little pigskin pick'em and I'll give you guys my picks to watch for the college side this week as well. Matt, how you doing today?
0: doing pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a, a shorter topic so if you have your questions, fire them fire them yeah. in. We have, plenty of, we have plenty of time.
1: Yeah, we are we are going to probably I feel like we're going to be doing our best to slow down a little bit and and talk give you as much detail as possible just to fill this into a 30-minute show right now because there is really just not much to talk about. Uh let's kick it right off with the Thursday night football game. We've got uh Packers and 49ers here not even going to lie there we go i didn't even see i'm 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 been so caught up in everything i honestly haven't even looked to see did we do a show sheet today that's how behind i, I am on everything i don't think we did but does that's it okay. does it
0: matter because can we even it keep really it? It's, it really <laughs> it comes really down doesn't. to the running the green bay packers have no running backs uh, thank you yep. covid and injuries the 49ers have no receivers thank you covid and injuries and also are missing running backs and a quarterback and an offensive lineman and a bunch of other players. So this is not exactly the NFC Championship rematch that we were all looking
1: for. Yeah, I mean, and watch Aaron Rodgers still go out there and lose by like twenty some points. I'm just kidding. Uh, so on the Packers side, though, here, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, those are the guys that you are for sure firing up. Outside of that, the running back room here is really messed up, as Matt mentioned. So, need an RB2, McKinnon, Gordon, or Damian Harris, a a flex play PPR. Need an RB2, oh, need an RB2 and a flex out of those three?
0: McKinnon and Harris.
1: Mm, Yeah, I'm probably going the same. I'm just don't, I'm so worried about what McKinnon's going to do tonight, but I'm probably going to go McKinnon and Harris as well.
0: I mean, the 49ers as we talk about, we will talk about in a minute uh, are literally going to have Kevin white on their active roster tonight. That tells you how uh, can I Trent Taylor, anyone Richie James. Yeah. They probably regret that they cut Dante Pettis at this point in time.
1: (laughs) No, he's still pretty happy that he got rid of Dante Pettis. I think. Yeah. So Packers side here, Matt just mentioned it. Injuries and COVID has just decimated this running back room here. The talk of what we're seeing right now, and again, we're a couple hours away from game time, so I would think this is probably what's going to happen, is that Aaron Jones is going to play tonight, but he will be on a limited basis. So take with that what you will. I think if you've got Aaron Jones, chances of you having somebody else better, you probably don't. So you're probably throwing him in there, but a limited role. They are saying uh, Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin will get work tonight. So he may see a little bit. He may be a guy they only bring in in, t- in the red zone and he gets you two touchdowns, which comes through for you really in fantasy. So one of those things where I think you've got to play him because he'll be out there on the field. And we know Aaron Jones, even in a limited role, is better than a lot of other running backs in the league. He's he's just that damn good. Outside of him, though, you've got Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers. Um, Are you are you trusting any of these other wide receivers? There was talk that Alan Lazard might be back tonight, but I don't think he's going to be. I haven't seen anything else outside of that.
0: I you know when I was writing the preview uh, for today, I said I'm still sort of interested in Robert Tunyon because he's uh, had chemistry and had a pretty stable floor. And because of his position, You know, I think we've seen Marquez Valdez scantling the last few weeks is not reliable enough. Um, Now, the 49ers don't have a great secondary. Hard to tell exactly how robust the scoring is going to be in this game, though. Uh, And I would play Deontay.
1: I think it's going to be Devonte Adams for like 170 yards and three touchdowns tonight on 17 catches is what I'm guessing. Um, well, I mean,
0: that was it last the last couple of weeks he's had yeah seven touchdowns. I mean, they don't really yeah. need
1: anyone else. So on the question here, would you play him? Would you would you play him over Fournette or Deontay? Who's him? Devon, oh, play I him. I don't know who him. Oh, they is. must mean if they mean Aaron, Aaron. Jones.
0: Oh. Ooh. I, w- I wouldn't play it. I, the Steelers are going against the Cowboys, so I want Deontay Johnson. So I I, my
1: I fear is Deontay's still dealing with the injuries, and you know how much I love Deontay. I didn't even rank him that high right now. I think I've got him as our... Well, wide receiver 24 is what I have him at right now. I think when I did my rankings, but, I'm just, just...
0: I mean, Aaron Jones on a pitch well, count.
1: I got to also say this, though. I was looking at the Cowboys' uh, defense... Because I was wondering why, because the past couple games, they have not actually given up that much production to wide receivers. They're actually only allowing, on average, 170 pass yards a game. They have not been as bad as they were earlier in the year. And some of that, I think, is because of how bad their de- their offense is. The teams aren't having to put up points. Because we talked about with the Eagles coming in, too. Hey, the Eagles, they're going to have all this. And then they couldn't do anything either. I think that defense is playing a little bit better passing. Now, they're giving up a shit ton on the ground which I think is maybe where the reverse is coming in because teams are getting up. They're like, okay, we're up two touchdowns on the Cowboys. Now we don't have to throw it because they're not coming back. Let's run the ball and get the clock out. So that might be a part of it as well. Deontay, I mean, I love Deontay Johnson. I guess I, I, I would, I guess I understand what Matt's saying. I probably would lean with him as Deontay as well because Jones will be on a snap count. And if Deontay, which I still think is a big question, if Deontay Johnson is healthy, Going up against that Cowboys secondary, he's got Juju and Chase Claypool as well, so they're gonna. It's gonna be a great matchup for one of those three. Deontay was the guy who's getting targeted the most before coming into last week with the injury again. Probably has the most upside out of those three, so I'm the lean, I would lean Deontay, but I don't think it's a huge like yes, go Deontay over over Aaron Jones. Yeah,
0: I probably should still I ch- Deontay too.
1: Yeah, should I trade my Adams for and Taylor for Hopkins and Sanders?
0: No. I mean, assuming that's Jonathan Taylor, but I, I'm Adams assuming it's Devontae Adams to... and
1: Taylor for yeah. Hopkins and Sanders. So to me, it's Adams and Taylor, Adams and Hopkins and which,
0: are which which Sanders? I'm assuming. I assume Miles. Miles. Sanders. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're welcome, BDM. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm assuming Mustin. So here's my thing. Sanders has been beat up. He's technically so far been better than Jonathan Taylor this year. I love Miles Sanders. To me, Jonathan Taylor is the better running back. We got news today that he is fully healthy. I do expect it to go back to what it was before last week where he was getting a bulk of the... It is Miles Sanders. We got the... Uh, oh,
0: Matt dropped out. It is Miles oh, no, Sanders. I had, I had to uh, sneeze
1: and didn't want to sneeze on podcast, so I had to my camera out real quick. Yeah, for me, I probably... I'm keeping Adams and Taylor. I don't, I just don't see that big of a difference for me having Taylor over Sanders for the, through the rest of the season because I think the Colts have a better schedule. And with Hopkins, Hopkins Adams is a wash, really. I is, mean, it, I, is it dynasty or redraft? Ugh. I mean, I guess good luck to you.
0: <laughs> do, do we really need to root that hard for the Steelers since they're playing the Cowboys? I mean, I feel yeah. like Dallas doesn't exist.
1: As a I team mean, right God, you guys are already seven and zero. You got to jump. Okay, in so he says this
0: trade is redraft. Yeah, if it's redraft and I'm competing, I think I would do it because the Cardinals are going to make a strong playoff push, and so and Hopkins yeah. has been great, so he's going to stay up there. The Eagles also. Are making a playoff push. If Sanders comes back, I think his ceiling is higher than Taylor right now because Frank Reich doesn't call his plays. If it's Dynasty, I wouldn't do it, but in redraft, I think I would roll the dice. I think I'd stay put.
1: But then again, I I would say this. I guess maybe listen more to Matt on this one because I (laughs) see. That's the thing. I I love Miles Sanders though as well. Like I really do. I just I like Jonathan
0: Taylor. I just don't trust his usage.
1: I think last week was an aberration. We saw the couple weeks going into it that Taylor was getting more and more work. And there okay, I, I you know what I will say, I would do it because there are a lot of people who are saying that Sand not Sanders, I'm sorry, Taylor is just struggling to make his reads in time to get through the holes that we're seeing Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins hit, which I think is a little bit concerning because granted last week was a plus matchup, but Taylor wasn't looking great and then Wilkins goes out there and gets you 80 yards on whatever and Taylor couldn't do that. So I guess Go Sanders because he's just looked better when he's been healthy, but it would it's it's
0: It's really a toss up. I mean, you, I don't yeah. think you can go wrong either way you have to kind of go with your gut probably.
1: Let's see here. Who else so oh, Michael sorry.
0: Thomas? Will I, go back
1: to normal or play like crap? I think he's going to be fine.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. But also, I think he's going to be motivated coming back on Sunday night. Because it's Sunday Night Football. And right across the field from him is Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans. I think he's going to want to show up and show out. He was not very good opening day against the Bucs. I think he's going to... And, yeah, there's been a lot of people questioning him. You know, he had... Obviously, the discipline issue, I think he's going to want to go out there and make a statement, and the Saints really need him to go out there and make a statement. I ranked him up as a wide receiver one uh, this week because I have I have hope. Maybe it's the all the Michael Thomas shares that I have that I need to actually produce something, but uh, I'm hopeful.
1: All right, who is that? Claudio, hopefully you're still watching. I'm changing my mind here, I think. Give me a minute. I'm looking at the Eagles' schedule. I think I want to stick with Jonathan Taylor. The Eagles have a little bit of a rougher schedule. Here's the thing, and I hate looking at this as a week. Week week 16 is like the only game that I feel better about the Eagles having on their schedule than the Cardinals Cardinals, and the Colts when they play the Cowboys and the Colts get the Steelers. Granted, the Steelers got run all over last week by Baltimore, but Eagles, Cardinals, Saints, Packers, Seahawks, Browns, Giants are the last couple games. So Seahawks, while they give up a ton in the air, are are very good against the run. So are the Browns, so are the Saints. The way to beat all three of those teams is through the air. Now, granted, Miles Sanders does do work in the, in the receiving game. Worries me a little bit about his rushing pro, uh, projections where – let me see here. I just had the, or the, the 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 Colts up here. They have a bunch of really good matchups outside of this week. They've got the Ravens, which is not great. Although again, James Conner kind of ran all over them last week, so uh titans the packers who we've seen the past couple weeks have gotten run all over the titans again the texans who are the worst rush defense the raiders who also have a bad rush defense and then the texans again so the texans twice which i believe is either the first or the second worst rush defense in the next couple weeks again the steelers is the big one in week 16 your playoff matchup but I think if you've gotten to that point with Jonathan Taylor, you're you're still feeling pretty good. Again, with J.K. Dobbins, who I love, a couple other guys of this year have gone and at least rushed decently against against the Steelers. So for me, looking at the schedules, I'm actually gonna pick Taylor because the other thing with trading with Sanders now, you got to ride out the bye week with them this week because they're on a bye, so you're not going to get them. You're not getting them until next week. So for me, I changed my mind. Hopefully, you're still watching Claudio. I'm sticking with Adams and Taylor. But Bobby, I agree with Matt. I think he's going to be perfectly fine. We're going to see it. If you're from Cleveland, you should be a Browns fan. It's like written in Cleveland edict. I don't, I don't, I don't even understand that. I, I'm just kidding, man. I'm, I'm happy for you. i I obviously hope that the Browns would be a little bit, you know, closer to the Steelers, but they look like they're going to run away with that division very easily. You love Sanders, yet it's offensive to compare. It's because you compared Brees Hall to Josh Jacobs. That got me upset last night, Austin. I do love Miles Sanders. I think Brees Hall is better than Miles Sanders, if I'm being honest. But as Matt here, my co-host, knows, I am not a big fan of Josh Jacobs. So when you compare a player that I like to Josh Jacobs, it gets my – the worst part about that, I honestly had no idea I did that last night. And I thought I was unmuted, so maybe that's why I kind of had that double take because I I realized you guys weren't like – You didn't see me or didn't hear me, and then I realized I was muted. But, yeah, I I love Brees Hall, man. Full PPR cartoons. Nick Elliott, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette.
0: I feel like this shouldn't be as hard as it is. I know. Well,
1: it's because Zeke is like – I have Zeke at 15 this week. I just – I can't rank him high anymore. I just can't.
0: I think he's also playing the Steelers, but I'm going to still say Ezekiel Elliott and Jonathan Taylor simply because we don't exactly know how much Aaron Jones is going to play. And yeah. as we discussed, the Saints actually have a pretty decent rush defense. I would expect yes, very more plus with Antonio Brown and Godwin coming back and Gronk out there, I would expect more passing from Tampa Bay.
1: So just, just to go over my rankings, now I don't have Aaron Jones ranked. If I did, I'd probably throw him in right around 13, 14, because even he's going to play limited workload. It's just hard to expect him to be really good. I, I mean, he's good when he's on the field, but we don't know how much work he's going to get. Uh, so for me, I have, uh, based on that, Jonathan Taylor and Zeke pretty comfortably ahead of, of Leonard Fournette. I have Zeke at 13 right now this week. And Taylor at 18, with Leonard Fournette coming in at 26. So, got a pretty good separation between those two and Fournette. You know, Aaron Jones, I get it; he's an absolute stud. But again, with them saying he's going to be limited, it just it worries me. I'd rather take two guys that I think are going to be out on the field a ton than going going with a guy like Aaron Jones.
0: Yeah, trust so he me. I know. About I know. Looks, sometimes looks disinterested now, which
1: is yeah, kind we. Of a I brought it up on the podcast on Tuesday that because it, it, I'm a big Zeke fan. Uh, I am love Ohio State. Obviously, huge buck. I've got him on a bunch of my dynasty teams. Got him in a redraft league this year where I took him over Dalvin Cook, and I thought about going Cook, and I took Zeke, and I'm with you. He, he looks like he, as Matt as you said, just completely disinterested in playing football at the moment. It sucks. I mean, it sucks bad. I tried to build my team around uh, him and Jonathan Taylor, actually, and it's just not working out at all in this redraft league. Ah, got gotcha. you. Born MPA. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. So, all right. So on to so continue. 49ers. Well, so the Packers, one more thing on the Packers. We talked about Aaron, J- not Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, not really trusting in MVS. What about Mr. Robert Tunyon? Are you trusting him at tight end for you this week?
0: Yeah, that's what I said a little bit earlier. Oh, my bad. I didn't. He was, say time. He's probably the other one I would play. Just, um, it's the, it's the, nose
1: ring. Really- <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah.
0: Um, is tight ends not been a great position and he seems to have kind of a stable floor. Um, and plus we've seen, he can have an incredible ceiling too. I mean, there's nothing to say that he wouldn't be the guy that gets three touchdowns down in the red zone.
1: Uh, I need Adams tonight. Let's not, let's not speak that into existence. I'm okay with one.
0: I need Adams too, but this is, this is fantasy in 2020. Which has then been anything but a fantasy for those who are trying to manage rosters. Speaking of not very fanciful, onto uh, San Francisco and yeah, you know, if you would have told me in Week Nine their offense would consist of Nick Mullins, Richie James, Trent Taylor, Kevin White, Jamichael Hasty, Jarek McKinnon, and Ross Dwelly, I would have told you to shut your mouth. But that's actually the best case scenario for them tonight.
1: Well, Jordan Reed did get activated, so we're, we're likely going to see Reed tonight. I know. But did you,
0: so that, what, that scares me, though, because reading the reports, they said they don't want to, because they think they're going to need him the rest of the season, they don't want to get him re-injured. So Dwelly's probably going to play more of the snaps, and they'll mix Reed in. Well, when you see Reed get activated, you think about what he did when Kittle was out before, yeah. and it, you would love to just throw him in there because he— and, if you hesitate because he's on a snap count, he could still get four touchdowns. It's just yeah, it's annoying.
1: That That's honestly what I think they're going to do with him. I think they're going to use him down in the red zone. I think it's going to be Dwelly for everything else, and then Reed's going to come in in the red zone packages, assuming they get down there. I think for me, you know, it, it's going to be the running game. You know, the one thing is I, I know everybody's going to say, hey, well, the Packers defense can focus in on the running game, which is fine and dandy, but they've sucked against the run most of this year. So I think regardless, Hasty and McKinnon are the only two players on offense you can play for me. I just, I don't yeah. see. Yeah. There's probably going to be some wide receiver who at least has an okay game. Maybe comes in as a, a good flex play. I just don't know who it's going to be. I'm not trusting Kevin White, not trusting Trent Taylor.
0: Mine was <sighs> not the receiver, but I'd be more inclined to play a tight end. Possibly read. I mean, we've seen Dwelly do, some pretty yeah, he nice had one good game
1: plan.
0: So I I feel like in that offense, they use a tight end more, and it seemed like when Mullins has been out there, he's locked on to the tight end mm-hmm. position both when Kittle was there and when Kittle wasn't there. So that, I probably would feel better about that. Richie James is banged up too. He's on the injury report. They literally – they said – the only healthy receiver on their roster after yesterday was Trent Taylor, and they were likely to bring up one or two of from the practice squad. The leading contenders being Kevin White. I was not kidding about that, and River Craycraft too. Uh, you know, who's more of a punt returner to me than a than really a a passing you know kind of weapon. He he, he had some moments for Denver when he was on their kind of roster, but. It's going to be tough, and the Packers don't have a bad secondary. They've been a little more suspect, as you said, against the running game. So in that sense, the 49ers have been pretty decent uh, stopping the run, but they've been a little more suspects. Ellie giving me the best part of her right now. Have been a little more suspect. Thank you for this.
1: There you uh, go. I got to – oh, go ahead. Sorry, finish. There's, I got yeah. to start a question in here for you.
0: Uh, they, they've been a little more suspect against the pass. So really, the healthy part of Green Bay is the receivers and the healthy part of San Francisco – well, the more healthy part of San Francisco is the running back. So it might actually be strength against weakness uh, for both offenses and defenses.
1: So that's where I'm sitting right now one of my main leagues where I lost Kittle. And I'm, I've been debating this all day, and I cannot come up with an answer. I can't remember who – I have another tied into, but it's not someone I feel – I feel Albert great o. starting. That's where I'm leaning. I just, I, Fal- I just Falcons have been number Trey one Burton. Winning. Trey Burton was the other one I have.
0: No, because no, they're playing the Ravens. Falcons have been number one, giving up points to the tight end. Alberto has five red zone targets in the last two games. Vance is good too, but uh, Albert O oh, is six foot five and has played with Locke. When Locke is panicking or in trouble in the red zone, he looks for his yeah. friend.
1: All right, I guess that's what I'll do. And then Reed's going to go out there and score four touchdowns. And I'm just going to, hey, my miserable then, fantasy season is going to continue. If it
0: makes you feel better, I'm starting
1: Albert O in three leagues.
0: So well, I'll I still think Albert O could have a good game. Through. I just,
1: I just, it's, oh, this sucks so bad. All I'm hoping for because I have Devontae Adams in so many places is that Aaron Rodgers and them come in and be like, you know what? We remember the way the 49ers beat up on us the last two times we played. And, the way they kind of rubbed it in our faces, and I hope they go out there and put up like forty-five on them tonight. And and Adam, Aaron, God, why do not keep want to say Aaron Jones? Devontae Adams ends up with like forty fantasy points because I don't think I'm playing against him in any leagues. I likely will be, but I just I have him in a lot of my big leagues. I need him badly. Yeah. So who who, uh, who you picking? Packers. Oh, just checking. Yeah, same here. I don't. Yeah. I just there's well, no. You know,
0: poor 49ers, but I think we we talked about this before. They are to me a fade from contention now. Yeah. Four and four in a division where entering this week, everyone was 500 or better. It's too much mm-hmm. to overcome. And yeah, all the COVID stuff has just made it that much worse.
1: Jared Cook. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going Jared Cook too. I, it's going to be a good game against Tampa. I like Bay. how they, l- Sunday night? Sunday Monday night, night
0: game? Sunday night football. The Monday night football is Patriots and Jets. So no, you have a free man. Monday night this week. My wife. Likes no, the Jets. I, now I feel like the Jets might actually win. She's. I read her the matchup. I read her the the records. She started laughing. She's like, "What the hell? Give me the Jets."
1: Yeah, I've got. I can't because I actually have Damien Harris going in that league, and I have a feeling it's going to come down. <laughs> Because uh, every one of those games lately in that league of, of record that I talk about where I lose by like four points every week, I've got Damian Harris going. I'm sure I'm going to be down like eight points going into that game. Like, all right, I need eight points. That's right. Harris. He'll get you 7.9 7. points. Yeah, I was like, he's going to get me six, and I'm just going to be like, then a last winning touchdown run at the end of the game, they're going to throw James White out there, and he's going to get the rushing touchdown, and I'm going to lose my mind again. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I hate fantasy football so much. All right. Well, All right. let's go to go something ahead. that's going to prop yeah. you up which is the pick, uh, em. pick and pick them. I know. So I just that. I feel, I feel pretty good about this
0: for the drive in podcast network, which is uh kind of our, our group of analysts uh, and, and friends. Plus my wife, you are still in first place a little bit of a stumble last week, only seven and seven, but you have 79. You have a six pick lead over my wife. Who's actually in second with 73, I'm in third with 72 because it's my lot in life to suffer, uh, both professionally <laughs> and personally. Our friend Jacobs at 70, Dennis is at 67, and Ricky is at 65. Let me pull up our Discord
1: group. I know uh, Rob Robin. still winning. Yeah, yeah, Rob
0: has been has been doing good. He he took a little bit of a step back last week, only eight and six. But he still had such a good lead. And I don't think anyone did incredible last week. Ricky uh, actually had one of the best weeks going 10-4. and Uh, It's a lot of upsets last week. But uh, Rob is holding strong, 82. Uh, And then we have uh, two people tied for second uh, with 80. And then you're in uh, technically fourth at 79. So coming on strong, our friend Earl of Dynasty is in... Fifth at 77 so we have kind of a tight pack group about halfway through the regular season so you've got nine weeks to uh, turn it up yep. and turn it on
1: yeah last week sucked there was a lot of games that just i i didn't expect a lot of those games to go that way i, I was curious to see how well some people did in the pigskin picking if anybody picks some upsets because I, I feel like i went kind of chalky last week and none of those none of those worked out need two two one in a full ppr okay who you got uh shoot us with uh shoot us the names real quick. I'm gonna go over so college wise, there's a couple good games on this weekend that I'll be watching, including tonight, in case that game gets uh pretty shitty really quickly. Colorado State versus Wyoming should be a good game. That's on at eight o'clock tonight. Friday night. We've got two really good games. If you're not doing anything, uh we'll just answer this question really quick, and then we'll continue with the college football. So Aaron Jones, CMC, Gibson Dobbins. Lockett, Ridley, Amari, and T at wide receiver. So you need two running backs, two wide receivers, and a flex. Definitely uh, going CMC and Dobbins for me at running back. I, I'm not. I, I'm
0: uh, CMC and Gibson for me.
1: I just think I don't, I, mean, I don't know. As good as Dobbins yeah. looked last week, they already said that they're they're going to sit Mark Ingram again this well, week. I kind of feel like Dobbins is the go.
0: Here's the uh, here's the thing that makes this a little bit easier, too. So I would throw out Aaron Jones out of that group because we just saw him. And no, T. Higgins, if you're talking about him, he's on a bye. Oh, shit. So, he, okay. so he's not available. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is not tracking toward playing. So to me, that sort of answers the question for you. I think all you're going to have available is CMC, Gibson, Dobbins, Lockett, and Amari. Shit and Amari.
1: Ugh, and I'd hate to have I w- to play Amari.
0: If, Amar- if Ridley plays, I'm playing him over Amari. I'm putting Dobbins yeah. at my flex and playing CMC, Gibson, Lockett, and either Ridley or Amari at receiver.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it, we got you, CMC, CMC and Dobbins at running back, Lockett and CMC and Dobbins, Gibson as your flex. And then for your two wide receivers, Lockett. And if Ridley plays, Ridley. Yeah. But if Ridley's out, you you have to go with Amari. Because yeah, I forgot the Bengals are on a bye this week, so you won't be able to play Higgins. I mean, yeah, Higgins so I'm, might I'm
0: not playing Jones because of potential usage. T. Yeah. Higgins is on a bye, so it really makes it kind of six guys you're looking at. And if Ridley doesn't go, that sort of unfortunately makes your decision for you.
1: Yeah. And I'd be I'll I'll be praying with you that Ridley goes, because I don't Amari <laughs> being as bad as he has been. And then going up against the Steelers defense, I'm not feeling good about it. I was thinking about starting Jones only. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about that. Our biggest fear is they've said that he's going to be on a snap count. So we just don't know what he's going to get. And, and I don't expect this to be a very competitive game. I mean, The 49ers defense is not only has their own COVID issues, they're beat up with injuries as well. It's just not the same team this year at all. That offense I don't think is going to be able to compete as well. I I really personally, I don't think this is going to be much of a game tonight and I, I don't see them if they get up quickly, I guarantee they're gonna pull Aaron Jones because they have those expectations of being in the playoffs and making a Super Bowl run that they're not going to leave Aaron Jones out there and, and risking getting more injured for no reason if they jump up early on the 49ers. So maybe he gets you one touchdown early, but if they pull Manila gets you eight points, I feel like all CMC Gibson and Dobbins all have way more upside than eight to 10 points right now. All right, uh, so back on to college football. Friday night, two really good games here. Miami versus uh, North Carolina State, and then I'm calling it the Holy War. I don't know if there's actually a name for it, but BYU versus Boise. uh, That's going to be a really good game. You got Zach Wilson for BYU who's making a Heisman push, and then, of course, George Helani, the running back for uh, Boise State, one of the top guys in that 2022 class as well. That should be a good game. Going into Saturday, UNC-Duke could be really good, although UNC's taking a little bit of a hit this year, losing a couple games. You have got – I'm trying to see here. So Pac-12 starts up this weekend. I love the Pac-12. Arizona State versus USC is going to be a great game. Jaden Daniels, who a lot of people consider to be the next Lamar Jackson, but is a little bit more accurate. Going up against Keaton Slovis and USC. USC's got a ton of offensive weapons. Slovis is considered by some, including Ricky Valero of the Debbie Delight, part of our network here to be the best quarterback in the 2022 class. So that should be a really good game there. Marshall versus UMass. Uh, I love Grant Wells, Brendan, uh, Brendan Knox, and Xavier Gaines on Marshall. There'd be a team if you can watch them. Uh, I think they're all have a lot of upside in there. Maryland versus Penn State. Uh, Tua to Tagovailoa's brother Ta- Taluia Tagovailoa played really good last week in beating and upsetting Minnesota in overtime for Maryland. Going up against Penn State, who struggled themselves. Um, I'm interested to see if uh, Tagovailoa can keep it going. Arizona, Utah, another really good one. Grant Gannell of Arizona, I think, is a really good quarterback, not getting enough love in that 2022 class, going up a, against a really good defense in Utah. So want to see what he can do there. For Utah, you've got a tight end uh, that could also move his way into the top of the discussion here in this class uh, as well, and Brent Keith, so he should be a fun one to watch. Houston, Cincinnati. Continuing to talk about Desmond Ritter here for Cincinnati. Uh, He's a guy who has all of the weapons and tools to be a dual-threat quarterback. Just needs to improve on his accuracy. Houston, a good matchup this week. I'll be excited to watch that. Then, the big SEC matchup, in my opinion, this week. Florida versus Georgia. Florida lost earlier in this year to Texas A&M. Georgia lost to Alabama. Both these teams, I think, with the way that the uh, Big 12 has collapsed, have a shot to make the playoffs but they have to win this game obviously florida having kyle trask and all those offensive weapons and kyle pitts first game back though or no they played last week i think but they they've been out they were out two weeks because of covid this is a big big matchup and should be a really good game i do think florida pulls off the upset but i think it's going to be a close game here Um, uh, let's see keep going then the night games here. Um, I'm just going to mention Ohio state Rutgers because it's the Buckeyes. They've got all those weapons, but they should roll Rutgers. They should win by 35, 40 plus Oregon. Stanford is the ABC game. The big one. Um, I talked about it a little bit yesterday on the Debbie debate podcast, Oregon, Tyler show me the money is their best quarterback I think he's gonna be really good Micah Pittman another he's the best of the Pittman brothers uh, he has a chance to uh, show out in this one CJ Verdell for the running back at Oregon uh, is coming out this year and then Austin Jones a, a guy that not a lot of people are talking about on uh, for Stanford uh running back really good kid could be one of the top guys in the 2022 class and uh, might get to see a little bit of EJ Smith who is Emmett Smith's son uh, he committed to Stanford. Mm-hmm. Really good running back. Uh, I think he has a shot to jump out on the field pretty early here with Stanford uh, because they don't have much outside of Austin Jones. Uh, And then the last one, um, which I do not think is going to be an upset, but a lot of people are picking it to be Clemson versus Notre Dame. That'll be on NBC. Obviously, Clemson, again, without Trevor Lawrence this week because of covid They'll be running with their freshman. I don't know how to say his last name. I call him DJ Ugalele. That is not how you say it, but I can't pronounce it correctly. Uh, but I just, I think he looked way too good last week. I threw for over 300 yards in his first actual start as a true freshman. Defense is really good. Do you think it's going to be a close game. Uh, Felix predicted last night on the Debbie debate a like, 27-24 game. I could see that, uh, but I don't see Notre Dame pulling off the upset. They just don't have the firepower to keep up with Clemson. So that does it. I think we got to 34 minutes. So we appreciate all the questions. questions.
0: That
1: made it a little bit easier there, but uh, we will be back tomorrow to recap this game. Uh, Dennis back with us as well to preview the rest of the week, nine NFL slate. So wait, 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 wait. Oh, well, that's not very nice, but all right. Anyway, so, we will be back tomorrow, and until then, and hopefully enjoy the game tonight. If it's, or at least we're hoping, will be a good game. We will talk to you guys. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn red. If you got your on red. I came like out the room wide already. And he's hit
0: the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored.
1: The one up above his head, they can't jump with me. Oh, they tackle him at the four year Who can make a play? I can Who can make a play? I can't. <laughs> <I> can. <laughs>